0: We haven't entirely nailed down what element
1: it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one.
0: Let's give your parents a
1: call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 74 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at pixelgon.org. And the mother of a four-year-old, Stephen Dutzman, is joining me today. He is the father of free and editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hi, Stephen.
0: Hi, Nicole. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Not,
0: literally nothing happened while you were gone. It was a completely uneventful two weeks of video games. We should, yes. I don't even know why we're having a podcast right now.
1: <laughs> Just because we didn't get to talk about anything that happened after the podcast the week before, which is actually a lot. Um but yeah so I was on vacation much needed it was fabulous because of that I hadn't been playing much many games in the last week the one, outside of Blackjack. I got you covered. I got um, you covered. Yeah it was it was not a good um casino year for us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we're usually like very lucky like the majority of years that we've gone to Atlantis we have ended up either breaking even or above what we did but this year was not a good year. But that's OK. You're playing for I'm the sorry. experience and not for the well, you are playing for the cash a little bit. But yeah, come on. Come on. Let's not.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, buddy. Don't try and tell me you weren't. don't tell me you would have been disappointed if you won.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. So uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, November 2nd, which means Halloween was a couple days ago. Yes. And it was, uh, oh, my God, Anna, at about 5 p.m. She just really started to lose it. When is it going to be nighttime? When is it going to be nighttime? When is it going to be nighttime? When can we trick or treat? I was like, stop. You can do it after Daddy gets home and it starts to get dark. But she was she was going nuts. It was vibrating. She was vibrating? Yes, yes for the so... most part. And <laughs> when she gets excited, she jumps up and down, like, like, really, like, jumps up and down with, like, this yep. huge, like, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. doing that. It was just, I'm like, stop it. I'm exhausted just watching you. <laughs> so, anyway.
0: so, my dudes have, a, we have a rule. It is mm-hmm. the same rule that we have had for the entire time that they have been trick-or-treating. We are never the first people out. Right. We wait until we see one person on the road, and then we go.
1: That's what we did, too. That's what we did, too.
0: How they want... And our light's on immediately. Five o'clock, our light goes on because we're ready. We're ready. But um, they have to wait. Now, they can post watches. (laughs) They can do whatever they got to do to notice that someone is on the street. So, fortunately, and I think that you will... It it didn't work when they were very, very young. So, I think Mm. that this is... That strategy will work when she is 10, Eight, six, maybe, because yeah. eventually it's you know it's that's yeah. the game, the game is I gotta find another trick or treater on the street, yeah, the problem is so they decided the boys decided to let the youngest be the one on the first watch, oh. and there were people like walking their dogs, and she's like they're trick or treating I'm like, no, they're that's a dog that's pooping in that person's yard that's not that's not trick or treaters and eventually.
1: Well, it depends on your definition
0: of trick or That's definition of trick-or-treating. You're right. That was a trick. That was a trick. <laughs> um, eventually, and I kid you not, like, this gestalt of, like, 20 trick-or-treaters formed across <laughs> the street. Just people just appeared out of nowhere. And what appears to be all the other kids on the street who normally come separately all just kind of uh-huh. gathered up. Uh-huh. Um, and they were in front of our house. We found out later that they were hoping that we would come out and join them, but we didn't. And we're like, oh, okay, so they're out there, so you can go. So my wife went out with the three kids. I hung out with and gave out candy. Those children were like an army. They walked (laughs) up, one at a time, trick-or-treat, I'm Elsa, thank you for my candy, leave. Hi, trick-or-treat, I'm a zombie baseball player, give me my candy, (laughs) walk away. And they would all say, trick-or-treat, say exactly what their costume was, and leave. It was like machines.
1: Wow. Wow. That's insane. I really didn't get anybody telling me what their costume was. Like, I would say to them if I recognized what they were, but they didn't. No one ever told me the costumes. And we set up this cheesy little graveyard thing in our yard, which we did. I saw the, the last, picture. I thought it was. Yeah, adorable. Which we did at the last minute on Halloween because we were gone. Um, the previous I thought it looked week. good. Yeah, that yeah, looked I thought better it looked than too. that
0: looked better we, than a lot of people's. Like, we spent weeks on this decorations, <laughs> so I'm but, down.
1: It's always disappointing. We bought this, like, skull and hand thing that was supposed to be sound activated, and it does all these, like, lights and spooky sounds and everything, and it did not activate for anybody ah. the whole time. And That's then it garbage. started raining at, like, 8 o'clock, and then uh. it wouldn't shut off. It was like the water Wait. was short-circuiting it or something. It would not stop. I Wait, was like, on. are you kidding me?
0: It, it rained in <laughs> Seattle.
1: Whoa. Oh, ha, ha Right. Whoa. Um, but you know what? It didn't rain during the actual <laughs> trick or treating, which was great. That's because, good. You know, yeah, we couldn't guarantee that that was going to happen because it was pouring earlier in the day. Um, but yeah, I was just like, are you kidding? Like, I had to go outside to turn it off because I was sitting at my desk. My desk is like right on the window next to our front yeah. our front yard, and I had turned off because it was driving me nuts. I was trying to do some stuff on my computer, but.
0: Did, did you notice? And you know, did you notice an inordinate number of Harley Quinns?
1: No, I did not. Most of the kids in my neighborhood are little, little kids. They're only oh, a few. Right. Yeah, they're only a few teenager types. And there were a big group of them that were all dressed as Care Bears, which I thought was pretty awesome.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. We had a group of teenagers two or three years ago. I can't remember. that came as the entire cast from Adventure Time. <laughs> and they came at like eight o'clock. Now, normally when I know it was because it was a Friday, it was a Friday yeah. night. So this was two years ago. Whatever. It was right. a Friday. And normally on the weekend nights, we have all our friends who don't live in really good trick-or-treating neighborhoods. They come over uh-huh. and all the kids go whatever. Right. And it was like 8 o'clock. There was like six of us in the house because basically the moms trick-or-treat, the dads stay home and like tar- terrorize children when they come in <laughs> for candy. We give out a lot of candy, so it's okay to get tormented here. You get three pieces. <laughs> That's not bad. You
1: know what? I let some people take handfuls
0: That's out of fine. our bowl because I'm well, like, not I don't it's gotta I want the stuff
1: left over. Yeah. I know, yeah.
0: Exactly. You've got to let it go. So we had like half of a big popcorn bowl left, and this, this group came up, and they were all, you know, like they were really good costumes. Uh-huh. And they were the entire cast for Adventure Time, and I was like, legit, here, just take it. Split <laughs> this up amongst yourselves. Yeah. Um, because it was just too perfect. We had this year a group of teenagers that were the Justice League. Oh, nice, um,
1: nice,
0: nice. So I was, and they were, again, high-quality costumes. I was very uh-huh. impressed. Um, with that said, um, shout-out to the people in my neighborhood that have five-year-old twins, a boy <laughs> and a girl. Do not dress your twins up as Joker and Harley Quinn, ever. <laughs> Don't. Are you Don't. serious? Don't. They clearly oh didn't understand, and I wasn't going to tell them, but, like,
1: <laughs> mm.
0: There was something wrong with it. Now, people listen to this podcast. If you don't know why dressing your twins up as Joker and Harley Quinn are, go read literally anything about Joker and Harley Quinn, and you'll understand why I was like, bruh. <laughs> but wow. I didn't say nothing. I said, wow. You know what? The Joker costume was amazing. Yeah. Dude was wearing a purple suit. He had the hair slicked back. He was he – was, they were well-done costumes. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? They were too well-done for them to not understand <laughs> Unless there's, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> wow. and then I told my kids all about the Reese's tax. Do you know what the
1: Reese's tax is? I do not. What is that?
0: Well, the answer is I gave them life, so they gave me Reese's peanut butter cups. And so oh, I was like, so okay. I tried to tell them when they br- dumped all their loot on the dining room table. I was like, okay, so I get all the peanut butter cups, and they were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess I'll go buy my own.
1: Wow, so I did. wow, yeah. Most of the kids in our neighborhood were pretty little. Um, I think a few of them who have been around the neighborhood and know our house were kind of disappointed because in previous years we have given out Halo minifigs that were left over from Comic-Con that were exclusives because Isaac got like four boxes of them at work when nobody wanted them. So we were giving those out along with candy and I could tell some of the like 12, 13 year old boys were kind of like sort of waiting waiting for it. Oh, Yeah, man. yeah, we gave them all away. I'm right. just
0: saying, so. I'm just saying, if you get boxes of Halo minifigs again, right. I'll I'll PayPal you shipping. I would like a Halo <laughs> minifig. If you're going to give them oh, away okay. for trick-or-treating, I would like one myself. Right. I'm just calling dibs. I'm calling <laughs> dibs already. Um, <laughs> right. If that's okay. I don't yes. know if that's too full. Okay, good. Yeah, although
1: so, the likelihood so- of getting some more is...
0: Probably exactly. not likely because yeah. they gave you, like, six boxes and no one wanted them. So they're like, right. well, if they basically yeah. went out in the trash, then we're not going to give them to you.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So did you know that video game stuff happened while you were gone?
1: Yeah, I know. Like, Nintendo well,
0: announced the whole console thing. Like, literally, right. we finished recording and an hour later we both got <laughs> the, the press nonsense. release yeah. about the new thing.
1: Yes, yes. So... If you are paying any attention to video games whatsoever, then you know that Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch, which is the console that had been codenamed NX. This is a quasi-portable console that you can hook into a dock and play it on your TV, or you can take it out, you know, wherever you want to go and play it there as well. It has detachable controllers that look kind of like remotes, but based on the video they showed us, you can use the Pro Controller when you're playing at home, which is cool. But, um, see, the thing is for me is I don't I don't play portable games, like, ever. I work at home. I don't have a bus to ride. I don't have a train to ride anywhere. So if I'm going to play a portable game, it's because I really want to play that game. And I will sit and play it, like Animal Crossing New Leaf, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um... So yeah. Oh Steven's waving his hands at me. Okay, Nintendo fanboy, go for it.
0: Yes, I am a slave to Nintendo. I wanna go <laughs> so first off, um, I will spare anyone and you, um, me rambling on and on about it and recommend, if you so choose, you could go listen to episode fifty seven of Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. Cause my entire crew including new permanent guest host, my brother joined the team and we went crazy talking about how excited we were. So, we had literally an hour long fan fest of just wow. nerds being really excited, aka it would have given Nicole a headache. But <laughs> Um but
1: give me the but, lowdown.
0: Here's the lowdown. I'm buying this thing day 1. I might buy 3. This is why. Um I don't I don't play a lot of portable games either. I drive to work because I live right. in Connecticut. So, um, you know, I don't need public transportation. I know first we're you know, that's like checking my privilege, whatever. But right, right. Um, my biggest thing that I wanted the Wii U to do was let me play my video games in bed. <laughs> and I couldn't do it because it was too far away <laughs> by like a foot. And so literally I was, I was always wondering like, Hey, Nintendo, why don't you charge me a hundred bucks for a range extender to let me bring my Wii U gamepad anywhere in my house? Uh-huh. That sounded wow. like a literal no-brainer. I would have spent $100 without thinking about it. They never sold it. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're selling a 300 some odd dollar range <laughs> extender. I just have to get new games for it. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. Um, yeah. So that's a big piece for me. I don't. The vast majority of my mobile gaming is just done in various places in my house. But yeah. there have been plenty of times where I've, it's been summertime and the kids are playing in the backyard and I just want to mm. play a game. Now I can take it in the backyard. Sounds great to yeah. me. Um so that's a big piece of it. Another one is um the ability to bring the Nintendo Switch to Nana and Grandpa's house and let them play mm. multiplayer games by yeah. just propping it up on a little thing. Sounds amazing to me. Mm. Um so I think that th- I think I agree if the there are certain like it's kind of capturing a lot of edge cases where it's like, mm. oh, I would absolutely pay money to have a device that does this. And if you don't live in one of those – in one or more of those edge cases,
1: mm-hmm. it's a
0: question of how much do you love Nintendo? Right. Um, and if the answer is not dialed up to 11, Nintendo fan, then maybe it's not for you. But I think uh-huh. – you know, I live in a bunch of these edge cases, um, yeah. and my Nintendo fandom is dialed up to 11. Um, they were speaking my language. With that said, I am skeptical in some ways – right? Like, I think that there are risks with this thing. I don't know how powerful it is. I don't know how much it costs. I have predictions about these things. No, I will not bet on them. I've learned my lesson. (laughs) Um, But I I have my questions and my doubts, just like everybody else. It's just, they would have to say, like right now, they would have to say something horrendous on January 12th when they have their big meeting. Like, they would have to Uh come out and say, something real bad like it would have to be like five hundred dollars or like work like not as good as the wii u graphically or stuff that i don't think is possible like they would have to really try to make me go away as a customer
1: Mm. yeah yeah but they knew they had
0: me to begin with
1: right right they put nintendo (laughs) a
0: cardboard box and i'm buying it
1: yeah, yeah. I think you're you're right. You're totally right. The, you know, you got the kids that are going to grandparents' house mm-hmm. and all that. It makes complete sense. We are not in that situation, yeah. uh, number one, because Anna, I mean, she plays some games, but mostly she loves her iPad games. Yep. Um, and none of our family lives near us. So there's, like, you know, there's no going to someone's house and playing. Because if she was going to go to someone's house to play, they already have it. So it's kind of, you know. Yeah. Anyhow. Another.
0: Another edge case that is totally a thing is um, we drive everywhere because we mm. live in Connecticut. Um, I cannot imagine that someone will not create a headset thing mm. that, like a uh, like a not a head a headrest holster thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So you can hang it up behind somebody's headrest and let uh-huh. two people play this thing on the in the back seat of a car. Yeah. And to have the two boys be able to play multiplayer games together
1: uh-huh.
0: um in the car without needing both of their DSs and both of them to be charged because they're boys and they don't <laughs> think about this stuff. They're just you know yeah. like there's always somebody forgets their cartridge or somebody lost their you know, didn't charge their D S or whatever. At least it's one yeah. device. We know we can count on it. Um, I think that's great. Um uh, but like Nintendo could totally screw the pooch, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Although, you know, if you're going to do that car thing, you will have to deal with the potential for arguments, which, uh, we, which you may have in the car anyhow. Yeah, I mean. But it, <laughs> it might maybe we up got, that chance.
0: We got three kids sitting in one back seat. There's, <laughs> We get fights no matter what. There's no way to stop yeah. it. This is just a different route to maybe get away with not because they can play Mario uh, Kart together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know right. they didn't
0: announce it yet, but, like, come on, that was Mario Kart.
1: <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, and Zelda, they showed quite a few games on there that I'm still skeptical are actually going to be there. Like Skyrim. Didn't they show Skyrim? It was kind yeah, of why weird. why not? Uh,
0: I don't why know. are you skeptical of that?
1: But mostly I'm skeptical of the graphic capabilities of the system is what it comes down to. And I never used to care that much But now that I have seen the glory that is 4K, it is really difficult (laughs) for me to go back (laughs) to like what the Wii U had. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) checking my privilege. Mm. My, Mm -hmm. my laptop, my brand new laptop is 4K and it is amazing. And I never thought that it would be that way. People are like, oh, higher resolution. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful. But anyhow. So that's a factor for mm-hmm. me now, too.
0: Because um, you're one of them now.
1: I am. I am one of those. You're one <laughs> of them.
0: You became <laughs> one of them.
1: I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So how,
0: how much do you think it's going to be?
1: Um, I'm not betting. Just asking. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, either... Um, uh like 350 or 400 that's going to be my okay. guess um i think 3 we'll and 350 you think 3 so i'm going to be
0: around there i think the base model is going to be 3 with a kicked up model at 350 thir- at 350 mm. i don't think they can if they have a price point that's 400 dollars mm. I, I, I don't think they can I, I think i don't think they can justify it mm. because of the P- you can get a ps4 pro for 400 bucks yeah. You know, like, I think they got to make it cheap. Mm. They have said that they're not going to sell at a loss, though, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's Kimishima-san um, kind of trying to set expectations mm. or, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I think three 300 base model.
1: Okay, cool. Well, we'll have to see. And we will see know I'm... on January mm-hmm. when they'll be giving us all the details on all the nintendo yes. switch stuff i still want to yes. keep calling it the nx the switch is i don't know i don't really like their names very much it's ever since the wii anyhow can
0: we agree that the switch is better than like the wii go or something
1: <laughs> right yes yeah no they definitely could not have put wii in the title because they would just confuse people even more <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no way yeah yeah so so that's the switch um Obviously, Steven very much into it, me and eh, not so much. But we'll see. Definitely interested in the new Zelda game. I'm just not. I'm just not a huge Nintendo fan. Is basically what it comes down to. And no, I don't hate them, as Steven likes to say. I'm just not.
0: Good catch. <laughs> I was one. I was wondering when that was coming because I was gonna say it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely be keeping you posted.
0: So. What do you think Linda thinks of it? Let's predict what Linda is going to say next week when we ask her. Do you think Linda likes this, or do you think Linda does not like this?
1: I think she's probably going to say that she thinks it's cool, but she's probably not going to jump for it on day one. I think she'll get it eventually. Like, she got the Wii U eventually. Um, of course, that was also for the Pixelkin office and us doing work and whatnot. But, but yeah, I think I think she'll, she will probably wait Um Unless, like, she's got, like, and I don't think she has any, like, younger nieces and nephews or anything um, to, like, play with kind of things. So I think that that's a factor as well. Um, but anyhow, yeah, that's, I think, I think she's going to say that she thinks it's cool, but she's not going to jump on it day one. All right. I don't think. So we will well, see. We'll see. I, I, mean, I agree, I agree with that, too. She's a generally she really positive Zelda, and though. happy person. Yeah, she yeah. does love herself. She does want Zelda. So um love we'll to see about that. So and other news, this this is heating up. The voice actors who are now officially on strike have been picketing earlier this was it this week or the last week, I don't remember. They picketed outside EA's Southern California. Uh um Office, and then this this week they're gonna pick it outside of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. office. Yep. in Yikes. Burbank. Yeah. Yikes. So, so that's interesting. I mean, it, the last time we heard about this, which was I don't even know what it was about it last year and why it eventually went away or whatever, but uh, maybe they just agreed to meet again a, at a different time. But it kind of went away after, you know, after a few days. So, um, but this I is, think it. Just hanging out, hanging around. If yeah. I
0: recall previously, it was because it was... They were trying to get negotiations started early and were like, mm-hmm. we will strike. No, for real, yeah. we're gonna. Yeah. And then it went away because they were like, well, it's not time yet. Yeah. And now they were they did it again. They're like, no, really, guys, we're gonna. Yeah. And then they did. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened here. I think this is a... they. They started the process early, Mm -hmm. which is not abnormal. I mean, as someone who follows sports, Mm -hmm. you know, when there is a collective bargaining agreement that is kind of being negotiated, they start like the year before Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and meet and say, is there a way we can do this early? And then there never is Yeah, when there's a lot of money on the table. And then it's the 11th hour. I mean, there was almost a lockout in the NFL a couple of years ago, you know? So
1: yeah. Um, some of the, I don't want to call them demands, I guess they are demands. Some of the, the things that they're asking for are actually kind of, I mean, I can agree with a little bit, but at the same time, it's, why would you get this? Like, for instance, they're asking for basically royalties if a game sells a certain amount. Yep. But there are artists and designers and programmers who don't get royalties. So... That's kind of like, okay, who is more important here in the game? And everybody should get royalties. Unfortunately, voice actors are the only ones that have a union to help them do those things. So from the developer standpoint, the people who, you know, work uh, on the game, technically, you know, they probably feel a little bit like, you know, what's the deal? Why should they get this when we don't get it? So anyhow.
0: I mean, with respect, your husband is a developer. So yes.
1: Yes, I mean, that, yes, full disclosure, my husband works for 343 Industries, which is a studio of Microsoft, more specifically, he's currently working on Halo Wars 2, and yes, that is where I heard the, uh, yeah, they, they, they don't, they shouldn't get royalties because we don't get royalties kind of thing. Sure,
0: uh, which, so. I, I'm not, I didn't say that to say that I disagree. Yeah. I just thought I would, I would, like, push the button that triggers your disclaimer cuz like you should right. just at this point yeah. pre-record it and then just cut it in just like, <laughs> boop. um yes. cuz you said it yes. you say it like every week now so we should just like just just record it once like all nice and then right. just, we'll just mark the time stamp down no i get it and i get yeah. what they're saying i mean the reality yeah. is if one they are not the only people making the game admittedly right. they are the performance piece of the game which mm-hmm. um you know historically has been valued, right? Like when yeah. there are movies that when there are, you know, when there are television shows that go into syndication, the actors and the writers get they get residuals, but right. the cameramen, the set designers, they don't necessarily. So right. like there is a precedent set in other industries. With that said, that doesn't necessarily mean that the precedent needs to be followed. Video yeah. games are infinitely more complex by nature of the fact that I mean, if they decided royalties needed to be a thing across the board like Mm -hmm. what would ubisoft do are they ever going to make a game what that would do is that would limit the then what ubisoft would do is say okay we're not going to do this we're not we're going to have as few people touch this game as possible so that we have to pay out as few royalties which would mean it would basically be crunch for the entire development time um which could be a problem. So I understand kind of <laughs> where there's... Which could
1: be a problem, which would be a problem. I, I mean, was... not only from burning people out, but also you're just not going to get a quality game that way unless you take like 5 years to make it. So
0: Well, yeah. if you take 5 years worth of crunch, you'd kill people.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because that, that if the
0: if true. the work didn't kill them, their spouses would. <laughs> right, yes. Um yes. So it's a it's a it's a complicated mess. Now, with respect, they gotta go for they gotta go with what they're gonna go with, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I can't blame them for giving it a shot. With that said, I'm sure the ar- I'm sure the argument from the other side is: look, if we give you this, then we're gonna have to give it to everybody, and yeah, then we aren't gonna be able to do this anymore. It's gonna be bad yeah. for everyone. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know the answer. I am a video game critic, <laughs> yes. right? So. Hopefully, cooler heads will prevail, they will go back to work, and it won't hurt the the games that are coming yeah. out in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other points that they make, I think, are, you know, totally, you know, right on. They need to have better um, working conditions because they've got to scream and yell and do all this stuff that is really hard on your voice. Um, So that needs to change, or something about that needs to change so it is not ruining people's careers. Um, And that's something that we're getting precedent for in the rest of the gaming industry is trying to improve, you know, working conditions and quality of life and all that kind of stuff. So that's definitely something that's that's happening across the board, which I think is a little bit more understandable. Yeah. Um, So... Talked about Animal Crossing New Leaf. There's getting an update. I was so sur- I didn't know about this update. I'm so surprised that game is getting an update this old. Um, but yeah, so it's got um, it's going to have amiibo functionality in there now, and it's also going to have these cool little mini games, which is you know kind of interesting. And you know, you use your amiibo, you get special furniture or clothes or you know whatever from the amiibo that you use. Uh, mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, and even like it says the Legend of Zelda Amiibo is going to invite villagers based on uh, Epona, 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 oh, Epona. You say that? Epona, Epona, <laughs> the one that I didn't try, uh, Ganon and Wolf Link. Uh, those guys are going to show up in your town. So, sure, so that's pretty cool.
0: Sounds great to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Do you have gonna... Animal Crossing New Leaf? Yes, yes we do. I bought it. Oh, that's right. Under-
0: that's right. Yes. We've talked about this. You bought it for Anna, for Anna. Yes. And then
1: you played it. Yeah. <laughs> In the for hopes her. that that she would learn to read. Yes. I did have good intentions there. I actually haven't played it in a while, um, and the last time I did log on to it, there was furniture all over the frickin' town because she doesn't want to sell anything, and she doesn't have a big enough house. Ha- I mean, everything she sees, she buys, and she gets gifts from people, and I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I could barely walk outside my door because of the furniture everywhere, but anyhow.
0: So so you were cleaning up after your daughter even in a, in a digital space?
1: Yes, Yes. So you just shut it
0: down and we're like, no,
1: I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she hasn't played it in a while. Now she's in um, Pokemon Black because I found that in my stack of DS games. So she's been playing that. Every once in a while, she'll bring it up to me and be like, mommy, what does this say? But then she like taps through it too quickly. Like I can't even read. I'm like, you have to stop and let me read this. You can't just keep tapping which is you know normally what she does but she seems to get along okay without reading the stuff although she is beginning to read based on other activities that we are doing with her so well good yes so if you have animal crossing new leaf you've got an update go download it it'll be cool uh in other news valve Says that developers can no longer kind of doctor up their screenshots when they put their games on Steam. So you have to have real in-game screenshots when you're trying to sell the game on Steam. Which seems like a no-brainer, but yes. But I do know, working on the other side, how screenshots get doctored so that they look the absolute best that they can. Typically, that only happens with, like, big publishers who have marketing departments and graphic designers within those marketing departments that can do that. Um, yeah. But but still, yes. Bullshots. Bullsh- yeah. Um, and, of course, the example that is brought up in the Polygon page is No Man's Sky. I, like I talked about that before, I don't think, you know... Those screens are necess- – I mean, they could be. They could totally be doctored. I don't think they are necessarily doctored because there's the potential to have something like that happen in the game, however slim of a chance it is. So, anyhow. So I don't know why for... they don't
0: use Madden as the example because <laughs> the screenshots from Madden are never – that's not
1: – guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just pictures of the players, like, up close and – yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that's a, that's a good one to use for sure um but yeah so that's that's good for everybody it is good for everybody like developers might, might be like oh make our game look you know as good but it, you know it actually saves you time you just take a screenshot and it's there you don't have to mm-hmm. spend a lot of time in photoshop trying to make it look better which you know that's time that you can spend developing the game which is more important at least i believe Arguably, so, arguably. Yes, yes. So, um, That Game Company, its really the name of a company, That Game Company. The developers of <laughs> Flow and Flower and Journey have been teasing on Twitter what about their new game. And, uh, you know, their games are always kind of weird, but in a good way. Um, I was about to say, yeah. how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Whew. No, good. no, I've, lo- I've loved all of them. Okay, so they good. posted a, a few pieces of artwork. I got artwork. nervous. <laughs> a few pieces of artwork, one of a candle looking like it's going to light another candle, a group of four children kind of frolicking, uh, and a, a gate, like a 3D gate. Uh, almost looks like something you would have seen in Flower, uh, with a yep. beam of light pointing up through a cloud. So yep. that doesn't tell us much of anything, but you could never predict what the two candles. Did you see the yeah. two candles? Yeah. Yeah. I said the two candles. Yeah. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Yes. You never listen to me, Steven. Well, uh,
0: I'm a jerk. What can I say? Um.
1: Although their Twitter thing with the candles says a game about giving. And then the other two images are just just have um their Twitter handle on them. So. So I, I don't know.
0: I'm really excited. I'm glad that yeah. I'm glad that you that we, we didn't have that argument about the fact that I think there's some that like journey is one of the best games of all time and that you were going to be yeah. like, I hate it because I think that that yeah. might have been like the final fracture in our friendship, you know? Um, <laughs>
1: no, no, I loved I loved journey. Um, I cried during the end of it. It could have been because I was very pregnant at the time and, you know, the hormones and whatnot, but pretty, I sure, that I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was it. I'm pretty sure that was
0: it. I'm pretty sure that was <laughs> it. No disrespect, but I've been through it three times. Um, yeah. The general uh, occasionally would just start laughing and then crying and then would get mad at me because I was laughing at her laughing and crying at the same time. So then she would be mad. But then she would laugh at herself for being mad at something so stupid, which would make her cry. <laughs> and then it would just continue for like an hour. Right. It was, it was th- 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 And that's without any outside stimulus. Journey is a legitimately emotionally grabbing game once you understand yes. what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand it. I cried a little bit yeah. too, and I have. Okay. F- spoilers. Never been pregnant. <laughs> right. Yes. Spoiler alert, Hello. everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I actually haven't been following this very well, but I guess that the the studio actually went bankrupt, and now they've got a, a Chinese investor, which means that they'll probably be able to put their games on multiple platforms. They've been PlayStation exclusive. Uh, up till now because they were getting money from Sony. But um it's interesting. I would love to play them on Xbox One. Just make things a little easier for me. Or wouldn't you screen. rather
0: or wouldn't you rather they put it out on PC so you can play it on your four K laptop. 4K
1: laptop, yes. On your four K laptop. Yeah, the only thing with my laptop is I gotta find um I don't know, some way to make it more comfortable to play. It's my office chair isn't really comfortable and the screen itself isn't that big so uh, in order to really you know get the great effect I have to be sitting like right in front of the screen um, so and there have been d- uh, downfalls to the 4k um, and I've been playing Civ and I can talk about that a little bit more but the UI stuff in Civ is really small on a 4k display so I have had to use my glasses to play that game. I've never had to use my glasses to play any game in my life. I didn't so, know, even know you
0: wore glasses.
1: I do. I wear them for That's reading. the point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually have to have to do them when I'm working or whatever on the computer because the fonts are usually big enough that I don't have to worry about that. But for like reading a book or apparently now playing Civ Six, I have to wear them. Anyhow. Interesting. Yes, yes. Um, So, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, GameStop has lowered their sales expectations for the corner because they say that the the games that they thought were going to be big sellers haven't been selling as much, which is no surprise to me because digital, I mean digital, digital, digital. Sorry, GameStop. (laughs) That's the way things are going. Um yep. but anyhow, um but they did say that they're other businesses like outside of games, which means they're little um you know, collectible stuff, like they own Think Geek, mm-hmm. they own Hot Topic. So those kinds of businesses are growing for them, which is not a surprise. But um it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. I'm really Whoa. interested.
0: Did you see the other big GameStop announcement last week that they are now accepting retro trade-ins at all locations?
1: No, I did not see that. I was in that, the Bahamas.
0: You were legit. <laughs> you were legit poolside when that went down. Um, right. You can look. There is, a, if you look on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page, there is an episode mm-hmm. of the EFG show called GameStop Goes Full On Retro. Mm. I explained the whole thing, folks. So just head on there. You can look at it. Uh, but the long and short is what I just said. That you can cool. do. All, they did it um, in select locations for a while, and they yeah. were selling them online,
1: uh-huh.
0: but now they are taking the trade-ins everywhere, and I fully expect, as they start bringing in the stock, I expect them to <coughs> start selling them at all stores,
1: uh-huh.
0: and eventually, they're going to consolidate stores, mm. right? Which yeah when they consolidate stores and they consolidate their retro stock, which will invariably rotate, Mm -hmm. um, it, they will, they should be pretty, I mean, they should have enough to make it at least, you know, a corner of the store. They don't need to make it the entire thing A corner of the store, like a section, the size of the PlayStation four section right now, or something like that. Dedicating that to retro stuff would be an extra line of income for them. Um, that I think would be super useful and yeah. there's a market for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Cause I mean, um, some of my friends that I have in California, there was a store, I don't remember what the name of the store is, but it was, it was all like the place you could go for like retro, absolutely, yeah. you know, impossible to find, type stuff that is where um isaac went and bought i mean you could find these but he bought uh an atari 2600 and a bunch of cartridges there and we hooked it up to the tv and played it like once and didn't at any other point but you know it's nice to have an atari 2600 but anyhow um my friend um mike Micah. Who uh, has also, you might know him as the Donkey Kong dad, and that he reprogrammed Donkey Kong so that his daughter could play as Pauline rather than Mario. Um, So his collection is insane. Name dropper. Yeah, whatever.
0: I've worked
1: worked with him for four years. Come on. Although that's the same thing with Chris Charlotte. Anyhow, but though this guy's collection is insane, like there have been features done. On his collection of games, and it's not just games; it's like pop culture, everything from like the '80s. It's it's insane. Because I I, bet I you have actually.
0: You, oh, yeah. go ahead. Never mind. I'll, I, I was I going to say.
1: I bet you, if you Google it, let's see.
0: Well, he's actually What's been on uh, Nintendo on? Voice Chat very recently uh, over at IGN.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's very active. So
1: yeah he is so he's got i mean he's got an article on wired for why he did the hacking and i don't see anything right now on his collection but at one point when i was working back at the old ziff davis gaming mag collective that um he had a full page in the back of egm all about his collection at that time so but anyhow yeah he's cool he works for Other Ocean Interactive, if you you know haven't heard of them. They make um, IDARB, was is their biggest game going on right now, which is still going on. Um, yeah, so. So, that's a lot of news. Do we have anything else that's news? Oh, I think I saw something on Polygon I was going to talk about, because I think Steven's interested in this. So yeah, right now there's a sale going on at Target where you can... Buy two video games or board games and get one free,
0: yeah, there is and obvious
1: obviously the cheapest one is gonna be your freebie. It's going right now and ends on November fifth, so you'll only have two days left when you're listening to this podcast um but yeah, go Saturday,
0: go Saturday, Saturday. yeah, do it up, um yeah, this I mean, so. It's obviously, you know, you got to play the game, right? You got to make sure Mm -hmm. you're picking stuff that is all of approximately equal value to make sure that you are um, getting the most value out of it. I think Mm -hmm. that the buy two, get one free can work out for uh, the board games a little bit better sometimes than the video games. I mean, unless you're buying three full-price games, at which point that, you know, you're saving 60 bucks. Um, So... But definitely take a look at it. I mean, it's a great value. I mean, the holidays are coming up, so mm-hmm. you know you got to buy some. If you're you know a parent buying gifts for three kids, yeah, go knock it out. A lot of the a lot of the big titles are out already now, right? I mean, especially yeah. by Friday, because Friday is Call of Duty. So if you think about it, um, yeah. you'll have maybe a couple of games missing. You know, yeah. I mean, there's the two Pokemon games, Final Fantasy at the end of the month. You know, a few other random titles, but a lot of the big ones are out so you can grab you know just go and buy the full price games i mean walk out 120 dollars with like nba 2k 17 overwatch and call of duty that's that's a christmas that's a very happy happy hopefully teenager (laughs) right
1: we leave that up to parents to decide obviously um but yeah yeah you're totally right about that um so what I I know some of these board games but if you had to say a board game that someone should be looking for Steven what would it be
0: Oh man all right so if you if you own literally no board games but you want to get into it then the first thing you need to buy is Ticket to Ride you need to buy Ticket to Ride right now you need to buy it immediately <laughs> And it doesn't matter what copy you buy. If you have very young children, then you should go to Target and buy Ticket to Ride First Journey because that is Uh. a simpler version of Ticket to Ride. However, if your kids are mm, six plus, they can play Ticket to Ride the grown-up version, and it's not that hard. Um, They're just not going to win very often, but whatever. (laughs) That's fine. Um, So that's absolutely my recommendation is Ticket to Ride all day, every day. With that said, if you have a lot of people that are super competitive and you're afraid that you will have fights at your house, I recommend co. I recommend and there there are places there are people who've said I don't like playing board games because I uh, don't because I get really competitive. May <laughs> I recommend cooperative games? There is a game called Pandemic, which you can get. Probably. You know what,
1: Isaac and I actually have that game. We have. you have ever played Pandemic. it? Pandemic. Yes, have we, you played played it? It once. Nice. we played
0: nice. it. Nice. Nice. Did once. you like it? Was it was a
1: lot of fun. We just haven't. Um, we just haven't played it out no we we lost the world got sick and died it's it's real <laughs> bad
0: um the game is really brutal i will have a recommendation we'll, go, we'll we'll cycle back to pandemic in a moment um okay. pandemic is a cooperative game uh up yeah. to five players very easy to learn very visually dynamic very cool nice pieces um it's also not super expensive and it's a game you can pull out once or twice a year and it won't really bot. you know it's not like, you know, it is it's, it's mm-hmm. it is a great kind of game to get together with a good group. Yeah. If you decide that you like Pandemic, <laughs> I would recommend that you look at Pandemic Legacy. It's okay. a game by Rob Daviau, which is basically Matt, Rob Daviau and Matt Leacock. Um, pa- check this out. Pandemic Legacy is Pandemic, but every time you play a game, there is a plot. So then you mm-hmm. read the cards, and they say, open this little box. Open this envelope and some of them are stickers that you put on the board and it changes the huh. board for the rest of the game. Wow. And I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> yes, I just said I'm not going to spoil it because this vi- this board game has a plot that is so crazy there are spoilers. Wow. Um, wow. It is a ridiculous, like if they made a movie about this, which I would not be stunned if they do, it's blowing up the board game world. If they make a movie out of it, um, I think it would do very well. Because it is, cool. there's some twists and turns in that nonsense. Little expensive, the pandemic legacy, but compared to pandemic, I mean, it's like an extra fifteen bucks. So those are yeah. my recommendations. Pandemic, cool. ticket to ride.
1: Yeah, we have, um, you know, we have some other stuff that we don't play like ever, like all the like classics, obviously, like Trivial Pursuit. But I'm just looking over on my shelf because we got this game called Geek Battle, and it was yep. like this is That's for like thing. the ultimate geek you know stuff and you got to be an ultimate geek to do this thing that game was so freaking easy we were so disappointed in that thing because we knew like every answer
0: well i mean to be fair (laughs) to be fair if they wrote that game to be challenging to a former editor at ign who which is a and you were an editor while they were doing pop culture correct like,
1: yes. Yes.
0: Like so, like, like Miranda was doing anime club back then, and like there was like you were surrounded by pop culture. Yes. Nerds all over the place. So you are supremely suited for that, and your husband yes. is uh, has been a game developer for a very long time. So he's surrounded by giant freaking nerds. Yes. On the and regular. he knows a
1: lot of science,
0: and he knows like a it's lot of amazing
1: stuff. how much science he knows yeah and he's a programmer
0: so so he obviously knows math and stuff so i mean i'm just being real i don't think that that's i don't think we can judge the game as being too easy (laughs) based on you two playing it you know (laughs) i mean i'm not trying to be rude i'm just that's a compliment i think you guys are (laughs) amazingly suited to dominate that game
1: (laughs) i know because we were thinking about oh maybe we could play with such and such and we're like yeah no that's because you would not kill work. them
0: because right. you would literally kill them because yeah. you are you are alpha nerds <laughs> right. and I mean that with love you're alpha nerds <laughs> right.
1: okay uh, so um is there any more news? you know the um, thing of, uh, what's happening at like this point in the year is that there's not so much news as there is. all the games are coming out, so there's lots to talk about with um, with all the new games so.
0: Well, let me, bear with me a moment.
1: Okay. Let me,
0: um, cause I have a news show. So I can okay. just look at my, the subject lines and see if anything happened that we didn't talk about. Okay. So bear with me. I'm plugging my show hardcore. Sorry. That's okay.
1: No, that's fine.
0: Um, okay. So the, oh, man. We got to talk about Square Enix. Can we talk about Square Enix? Yeah, what's um, going on with them? How about this? Did I, you know, I skipped
1: over all their press releases because I had, you know, not a lot of time to catch up. You on
0: were them. gone for you were gone for you were in, on the beach for a week. I get it. Right. I'm not going to hate. So how about this? So we're going to do this thing, right, where it's like, oh, I'm going to tell I'm going to do. Uh, it's great. This is, we do this little bit on my podcast where it's like, tell me about this thing and I'm going to go. Um, what if I told you I'm going to do my Morpheus impression? What if I told you? That Final Fantasy 15 was getting online multiplayer.
1: Oh wow, that would be pretty nuts. Although kind of, um, kind stupid. of shaky a little bit there Kinda because stupid. we all know that they've had some missteps in that direction when they've had online multiplayer. Yes, so, um... it's
0: stupid, but <laughs> um, so there's a season pass for Final Fantasy 15. Here's what's going in it. One is an online multiplayer component, which I think has the potential to be kind of neat. Four players, everybody takes on the role of one of the four dudes. Mm. And you go and you do stuff, probably like a horde mode. And I kind of am okay with that, kind of. Mm. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. But what I'm really interested in um, is that there will be three, excuse me, three like single-player additional chapters, one focused on each of the three dudes that is not Noctis. So one is Ignis, mm. one Gladius, one Prompto, with gameplay inspired by their personalities, which mm. is interesting because they are very different guys. So, for example, Gladio, Gladio I think it's Gladio, um, is Kratos. He's basically Kratos, only like a nice guy. But he's like gruff and angry. I mean, so he's not, maybe he's not Kratos, because Kratos is kind of a jerk. Um, I mean, let's be real. I'm not saying he's not justified. I'm not saying he's not justified, but he is a jerk. No, no, he is. He is. He's kind of a meanie face. Um, (laughs) so, uh, Gladio is, you know, he's a big, he's a heavy, right? So he uses two handed weapons. So I would bet that his would be very combat oriented. Whereas Prompto is like goofy and stupid and, you know, has like, you know, a camera, like, his trick okay. is, as you're adventuring through the game, he takes pictures, and at the end of the night, when you're sleep, getting ready to sleep and eating or whatever, you can sort through all the pictures he took. So I would uh-huh. not be surprised if there is, like, more photography involved. And um, the other guy is a cook. <laughs>
1: okay. So I would
0: not be surprised if there's more stuff to do with that. I think that is super fascinating. DLC yeah. for a Final Fantasy game that is not just, like, challenge maps or whatever, but is actually story-focused right. on characters that are not the main character. I think that is super neat. Um, so that is, uh, Final Fantasy 15, uh, DLC. Also, they gave us the final forms for the three starter Pokemon.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I Um, we haven't, we didn't record for a week, so I, I, know. Forgetting that we've got two weeks of news to talk about. That's why I'm
0: helping. That's what I'm here for. That's what (laughs) I'm here for. So here's how it works. Lit, the fire cat turns into basically a professional wrestler, literally, (laughs) To the point where his final move is a lariat. I'm, I'm not even making it up. Like, his final move is a lariat. Um, he does the the arms out spinning thing, and it's called a lariat. You know who else has an arms out spinning thing like that that's called a lariat? Yeah. Zangief from Street Fighter. You know, the wrestler. Um, oh, right, But right, right, whatever. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's that. So the <laughs> Rowlet, who is the cute little, like, fat... Um, owl with the with the leaf bow tie Mm -hmm. um he turns into like an emo archer so he's got like a hoodie and he pulls his pulls his strings and his hood closes on his face but he does use his arm as a laser bow and arrow (laughs) so there's that um and Poplio is literally the ugly duckling because turns into this like super cute seal with like long hair that's like a pop star huh Okay. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rowlett because I was tempted to go with the professional wrestler, but right. um, but I gotta go with the emo owl. <laughs> I gotta I go know. with the emo owl archer. That sounds um, pretty
1: cool.
0: I gotta do it. And final piece of news: Are you a Kingdom Hearts fan? Have we been over this? Are you not? I seem to remember that you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. So they have two. Then,
1: their names are too long. For yeah. One well.
0: Thing. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. So, they're making a Kingdom Hearts collection. Okay. It's coming out at the end of March um, of 2017, and it is called... <clears throat> Wait, actually, let me... Get... I think I can get it. The I need to get the official title. Hold on. I gotta get the whole deal, because I can't... I don't even want to screw this up. This is too perfect. Um, Here we go. Oh, man, I lost it. All right, so here's what it is. I got it. Okay. It is... Um, I, You know what? I lost it all. Here's what it is. It's Kingdom <laughs> Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remix. Final. Um, And it is everything in HD in 1.5 HD and everything huh. in 2.5 HD all together. What's wow. interesting is this, which is a collection of everything that came before like the original stuff, mm-hmm. um, is coming after Kingdom Hearts 2.8 HD final chapter prologue, <laughs> which is going to come after these things. So that's uh-huh. going to come out in January, and then yeah. two months later they're going to be like, oh, and we'll catch you up on literally everything else, which doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they're not putting the collection out first, letting yeah. people play that. But here's the deal. That is a lot of video game. Yes. Because it's... Two Kingdom Hearts games that are PlayStation Two games, plus uh-huh. most of the mobile ones. Um, mm. A couple of them that where the gameplay was a little weird. Um, they are they have actually stripped out all the gameplay and all they are is HD remasters of the mm. cinematics. So you can just watch the tr- watch the story, um, which is what most which is what a lot of people do with these games on YouTube anyway.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. So
0: it's a thing. Yeah. I'm buying it. Because I don't, part of it's because I don't own all these games. I only own Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I don't own any of the mobile versions. So Uh this is actually a value for me because I'm getting on a modern console in HD and I'm going to have it on one disc with all the games that we never owned. So this is actually, and I didn't buy them on PS3, the 1.5 and 2.5. I didn't buy those. So for someone that's looking to get into it, it's an insane value because even if it's 60 bucks, you're getting like six games. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so it's oh. not for everybody. If you hate right. Kingdom Hearts, this is not going to make you like Kingdom Hearts, right? <laughs> and there are lots of people that hate Kingdom Hearts. I'm not even making fun of you. I mean, yeah. I, 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 could. I don't hate but...
1: it either. I tried playing like the first one for a little bit,
0: and, and it was wacky as all thing. get out, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is Japanese as all get out. Is really what it is. Um, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I like it. I get mm-hmm. it. I'm stupid. Um, it's my thing, but um, I think, I mean, it's a great value. Somebody that's, if you yeah. played the original one and, and you kind of fell off, get it. Um, and by that and the, you know, wait wait on 2.8 final chapter prologue, play yeah. them all because Lord knows you're going to have like three years before fin- Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. So you may as well really enjoy yourself with these, uh, <laughs> with these two games because you ain't playing right. Kingdom Hearts 3 till 2019. <laughs> and anyone Earliest. who thinks otherwise is drunk.
1: <laughs> oh, All right. So um, let's go into what we're playing. I don't remember if I talked about this game or not, but I was playing a game called Karma right before I left for my vacation. And it is a point-and-click adventure in which you play this little black fuzzy blob thing that has eyes. This is the trippiest game i have ever seen in my life like it ranks right up there i don't know if if, when i talked about at pax prime i saw this game called everything which was really weird this ranks up there as being weird like that except for this is it's very standard and click adventure there are puzzles um but you should look this thing up. it's beautiful it is absolutely beautiful but um it's really weird it is really weird (laughs) I mean, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I'm, I'm at a part where I'm really stuck. There's a terribly complicated um, puzzle going on there. But um, but it it's a really cool game. It's an indie game. I only got to glimpse it at PAX Prime, which is why I was interested in it. Uh, but yeah, so that's Karma. Uh, I also have started playing Ghostlight Manor. Ghostlight Manor caught my attention because it is put together by the Digital Future Lab, which is um, part of Utah Bothell. Which is right close to me, um, so it's students put that together, and anyone who's wants some trivia, Simone de Rochefort got her start in the future digital future lab at UW Bothell, so it's it's coming from her type of thing too. It's it's a cool game. It's kind of um, it's just like a, a new take on Space Invaders for the most part. Okay, um, but um, but yeah, I I'm mean, listening. It's cool. It's cool. It's simple. Um, where, you know, like you're a little robot with a flashlight and you have to shine your light on some ghosts and uh, you can get different kinds of, you know, ghoulies will, you know, pop up like a Dracula ghost or a zombie ghost or all that kind of stuff. And then you can also get a cat. If you have a cat, it's going to take out a ghost in its row like every turn. It's uh, it's cute. It's really cute. And it's kind of level-based, sort of like your, your saga, quote-unquote, games where you beat a level and you go to the next little um icon on the path and then you beat that and you go to the next one so um it's cool it's cute and then obviously the biggest thing I've been playing is Civilization VI didn't really get a chance to play it hardly at all until this morning um and had to cut my game short because it was time to record the podcast but that's okay I was gonna lose anyhow so um Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's Civilization. If you haven't played Civilization before, you should. It is, uh, well, I guess if you're ready to get into a really in-depth strategic game that will take you hours to finish just a single game, uh, then you need to get into it, <laughs> but it's it, it's awesome. You're basically, you're building a civilization from prehistoric times all the way up through the space age, if you want to go that far, if you can make it that far without another country um, uh, uh, claiming war on you and beating you, which is what was happening to me. Oh, it was really funny. I was playing as, um, this was not like an auto thing where it gives you your um, your culture and, you know, just automatically generates the other people on the board. So I was getting invaded by America and getting my butt kicked by America. That was what was going on in the game for me to start.
0: That damn Eisenhower.
1: It was, um, it was Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Roosevelt. Yeah. (laughs) So, um,
0: at one time,
1: it was really funny because you know they ask um your scouts to come into the city and visit them and one of the things he mentioned about you know here we have this stuff and one of the stuff is our great stuffed bears and i was like oh my god are you kidding me (laughs) but it's great it's great it is civilization there's nothing really you know hugely different there's a, a little different stuff going on with the tiles around the city and the, uh, the military units, you can't just like stack them on top of each other like you used to be able to do. They have to be strategically placed. Um, what else? Uh, it's really cool whenever your hero does something or you uh, finish researching something or finish completing some type of you know unit or whatever, you get a, dis- a little description and a nice little quote read by Sean Bean who is an actor who was in the first Lord of the Rings. He was in Fellowship of the Ring playing Boromir and most recently played Ned Stark on Game of Thrones first season and lost his head there. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. He dies in everything. <laughs> he does die in everything. Uh, um, he
0: also yeah. does. He also does the voice for the king in King's uh, Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15 movie.
1: Oh, guess what? Guess wow. what happens to the king? poor Sean pretty Bean.
0: pretty sure he dies <laughs> I actually haven't watched the movie yet I'm waiting until around when I get the game but yeah I'm pretty sure the king dies <laughs> they say he dies in the game so yeah. I mean we don't know if that's true but
1: yeah well maybe he just wants to keep moving on to the next project he doesn't want to commit to anything for a really long time he's
0: really good at being tragic characters
1: he is, he is, and his right. VO in this game is is perfect. It, it is really on spot. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. I'm gonna play a lot more Civ Six, uh, hopefully soon. I've got a few more indie games on my list that I gotta get to as well. Did um, you buy it f- through Steam? Civ, yes. Yeah. Yes, I bought through Steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that means when I buy it, that means we can play <laughs> multiplayer together. We could lose oh. an entire day. So playing a multiplayer match.
1: Yes. When are you getting a take. laptop that can have Steam?
0: Um it's a va- How about how crazy is this? Wait. Three days after it came out, it came out on Mac. Oh.
1: Interesting. I was
0: stunned by I was surprised by that too. I saw it pop up <laughs> on Steam and I looked at it and I was like, is that an Apple? That's an <laughs> Apple logo. What what are you crazy? And I thought it was I thought there was something wrong with it, so I actually Googled Civilization 6 Mac. To see uh-huh. when it was coming out, and there, and it was a like surprise news post on like you know like Games Radar or something. Hey, look, Civ Six can be played on Mac! Like three days after it came out, this is the wow. craziest thing ever. Normally, I, I mean, they always do it. Civ yeah, Five yeah. was originally PC only; it moved over, but it took a couple of months. Um, but I should have taken it because Civ because uh, Civilization Beyond Earth was day and date mm-hmm. on Mac and PC. Mm-hmm. So I probably should have realized that they. You know, it probably isn't that different, or at least they have figured out how to make it work. So maybe they're doing the Mac development concurrently with the with the PC development or something. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable that one company does the same thing over and over again to get better at doing it if they're a good right, developer. Right. So um, I should have taken, you know, I should have taken heart that Beyond Earth was Mac at PC day and date, but... 3 days later um I do not have it yet it is full priced and at the time it came out I had to play the games that you wanted me to play so um I didn't have too many options
1: yeah yeah I got to play as much as I can before um dishonored 2 comes out dishonored they uh released a new story trailer today it's it, uh typically for trailers I'm like hey you know whatever this trailer is really cool because it's sort of like this like pop-up book kind of style type thing. Yeah. It's really awesome. You should check it out. We have it up on Pixelkin. Um so yeah, so what have you been playing, Steven?
0: Uh let me just tell you, um I played Titanfall two.
1: Mm.
0: Obvi, because uh yes. there is a review up on pixelkin dot org. So you obviously know many of my thoughts being that you edited them. <laughs> right. But for the sake of the viewing audience, this is what I'm going to say. And this is what I have been telling everyone. Um, Titanfall 2 is the Exo Squad video game I have always wanted. If you don't know what ExoSquad is, you need to go find out because it is amazing. It's probably one of the first serial uh, cartoons that was not an anime that like really kind of took off in the States. Um, it just didn't do super well because the people didn't want to buy the toys because they were too expensive. Um, but it's... Titanfall 2 is really good. The story is dumb, <laughs> but in a good way. I mean, we don't need... Everything does not need to be Citizen Kane, right? Like, we right. don't need everything to be this deep and, in you know, enthralling, you know, story with, like,
1: yeah.
0: second and third layer meanings, you know? Everything doesn't need to be inside, right? Yeah. Like, we can we can live in a world where... It is the Independence Day of video games, right? It's just mm-hmm. stupid, but fun, and it's a spectacle, and that's what it is, because it is, mm-hmm. um, it's about six hours long, because I actually beat the story mode in one night, um, and it is absolutely absurd, the stuff they ask you to do. Um, and every time I got to a fight, and I was like, all right, this has to be it. I know the campaign is short, and I'm like, oh, no, there's there's another really stupid thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um it's really, so if, if you liked Titanfall 1 and played a lot of the multiplayer, this is an automatic go buy this game because mm. you will like this game. If you did not like Titanfall 2, then I can't really sell this on you. The campaign mm. is cool, um, but the campaign is really short. It's hard to justify $60. Red box mm. it, wait until it's on sale. Um, it's really hard to justify recommending this game unless it's something that you are going to play um, a lot of. Mm. Um You know, in the multiplayer, you know, Um, because the campaign's really short. I beat it in literally one night and I'm bad at video games. It's well documented. Um, And I beat it in one night on regular, you know, so not easy, not hard, you know, Um, but I wasn't chasing trophies or achievements or anything. I tried to just beat it. Um, But it is really cool. Um, The uh, relationship between the main character and his Titan is entertaining. It's a buddy cop kind of feel. Um, you know, I think it, it is certainly worth playing. Um, it is not, however, Skylanders Imaginators, because that game is way better.
1: Yes, Eric really loved that one too. We have the uh, the review up on Pixelkin. Yes, the, the review, yes, absolutely. The review is up
0: on, absolutely. The review for that is up on Pixelkin. My review is actually up on Engage Family Gaming as we speak. I think Imaginators is the best Skylanders game they have made.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Eric said too And his So good. His, his takeaway, yeah.
0: Yeah, the customization of making your own dudes really changed it it I felt more ownership to my character than mm-hmm. I ever had before. Um and I think ownership really made me um you know, like I was designing my guy, I was playing it, I was interacting inside. It really felt like it was me. Yeah, uh, It was almost like my avatar inside the Skylanders world, especially since you're interacting with the actual Skylanders cast. Like, mm-hmm. I went on a quest with Spyro. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. um, I think it is, if you are, read Eric's review, read my review. If after that you are on the fence, then Skylanders is not for you. Right? right. I mean, if, if you thought Skylanders had potential, but you never bought it, or maybe you fell off, buy this game. It is worth it. You'll probably be able to get a good deal on Black Friday. This is the best yeah. Skylanders they have done. I love every wow, minute of it. that's cool.
1: Yeah, you know, when we were on vacation. Uh, Anna was playing with her toys at one point. When we were getting ready to go to dinner, and she called one of her toys a Skylander. And I was like, uh-oh. We may it's have coming. To do this now. <laughs> it's coming.
0: You know what? I think she would dig it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure she probably would. I'm sure she would. Um,
0: one warning to parents. Yeah. And to you because you're going to get sucked in when you choose the battle class for your creation crystal. Okay. It is a final choice. Okay. You do not get to reset it. There's 10 classes. You pick one, it's final. Okay. You can customize literally everything else over and over and over again, but you can't change it from a knight to a quick shot or whatever. Okay. There's a lot of there's a there's a petition on change.org right now, to try and get them to change this, which is just, I hate people, but just be careful, um, yeah, and especially yeah. if you have a clicker, sounds like you have a yeah. clicker in mm-hmm. uh, in Anna who likes to just yes. kind of race through stuff. Yeah, don't let your kids have the controller while they're creating the Skylander initially. Take mm. your time, watch all the videos because they have little preview videos of all the different classes. Like, hey, this is how yeah. this one plays. Watch all the videos. Yeah. And then ask the question, which one do you want to play? Uh huh. Because otherwise, the kid's going to, the poor kid's going to just spam their way through and make a character that they might hate.
1: Yeah.
0: And the only yeah. way to fix it is to spend 10 bucks. So that's a PSA. Okay. Got I it. mean, it's only $10 that's, to buy another right, one. Right. So, and it's yeah. not like you lose the other character. I mean, you can still use it. So it's not the end of the world. Right. But the but Skylanders games are not cheap.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and uh, But uh, have you been playing anything else? I know what you're going to be playing this weekend.
0: What am I playing this weekend, boss?
1: You're playing Star Stable for Extra Life. Extra Life is, is it the fifth or the sixth?
0: It is the fifth. It is, it the, is fifth. the
1: fifth. Okay, yes. I
0: am playing Star Stable for 24 hours all to raise money for the children's miracle network um i will be streaming the entire experience on my uh, i believe it will be on my U- on the engaged family gaming youtube channel but Thank i will you. also be doing a 24 hour long episode of the efg show where i stream my face reactions from right here the entire time i'm playing it um so if you want to hang out with me, you want to talk with me, you want to, you know, chat with me about various things, I Heckle will absolutely- Hackle me. Hackle me. If you would like to donate to the cause, because I am doing this for a good cause, I'm trying to raise yes. money for Connecticut Children's Medical uh, Connecticut Children's Medical Center, which is mm-hmm. a ho- a children's hospital in our area, specializes, obviously, in children. All three of my children have been there for one reason or another because kids are accident prone- um, and it is uh you know the the work that the the Children's Miracle Network does is worth every minute. So when you listen to this, it will be Friday. That means tomorrow I will be from nine a.m. until nine a until actually eight a.m. the next morning because it's daylight savings time, and I'm only doing this for twenty four hours. Mm. Um, so yes, I'm cheaping out on it. I'm not doing a full <laughs> twenty five. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> um you'll be able to watch me um and hang out and you know what it could be interesting i'm
1: gonna, because there's a stable
0: there's a stable boy and i'm gonna romance the hell out of that stable boy i'm telling you what
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah also um blizzcon is this weekend too oh All my god sort of piling up on top of each other so i'm gonna have to watch um some of the streams on blizzcon um, but real quickly Hearthstone. Blizzard has done what I think is an absolutely brilliant thing. They let all Hearthstone players go online and pick one of the competitors that's going to be um, competing in the World Championship this weekend, and you get in-game rewards based on how well they do in the competition, which is fantastic. It, like, gives you a reason to like go and root for someone, you know, like a team on like you know real-life sports. Uh, I think it's brilliant. I did it. I didn't spend a lot of time researching how good these people are or aren't, but um there was a guy Who? whose name was Mr Hippity? Mr. Hippity or something like that. I'm like, that's funny. I'll just do him. So um so yeah. <laughs> so BlizzCon Sounds is good to me. too, yeah. So you can watch um some streaming stuff uh from there. I bought a virtual ticket. I don't remember what I'm gonna get with that, but we'll have to see. So so, yeah, so I think that's it, right? Anything else to add, Stephen?
0: I have very little to add, um, other than it has been a pleasure serving <laughs> my captain. <laughs> All
1: right, thanks. Um, As always, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. I am the managing editor of Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a website for gamers with kids. We talk about the games that you want to play when your kids are in bed, some games you might want to play with your kids, and some games that will just make you want to pull your hair out when you have your kids playing them. So, We can be found on Facebook, Simply Pixelkin. We can be found on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming, and they are pretty much everywhere. What's the one important thing you want to tell us, Steven?
0: The absolute, well, I have two. The first one, you got to listen to our podcast. We just recently relaunched with a new permanent co-host, my brother. That is Engage, a family gaming podcast. Comes out every Monday morning. um, And we alternate video games and board games. Next week, we have a board game podcast where we talk about games that you can use to teach history. Mm. Which is actually, there are more of them than you think. Um, And you can get pretty deep into weeds. Otherwise, every night, Monday through Thursday. So I guess not every night. but. Four out of seven ain't bad. The EFG show goes live on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page, where I talk about all the relevant family gaming news of the day, and then we do a Q and A, where people get to ask me questions as long as no one trolls me and makes dirty jokes,
1: because mm. that
0: basically shuts the show down. So mm. don't do that.
1: I haven't, uh, I haven't been tempted to troll yet, but now that you brought it up, <laughs> perhaps. So the last
0: person, the last person that did it, I blocked them. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) To be fair, it was my brother-in-law. So not only did I block him, but he and I are going to have a very harsh conversation when I see him around the holidays. Okay, (laughs) all right. And I can say Uh, that comfortably because I know he's not listening.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Bye, everybody.